Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode, I'm joined by sophomore from the RIT hockey team, Carter Wilkie. Uh, Carter was last year's Atlantic Hockey Rookie of the Year, and his team is off to an amazing start this season. And they have a series against Princeton next weekend. So if you're in the Rochester area, feel free to check that series out. But uh, how's everything going, Carter? Uh, it's going well. Yeah, like you said, we're doing well to so start the season off and getting down to the end of it. We get a nice little break with Thanksgiving next week off of school for a little while. But yeah, just kind of grinding away through school and yeah, keep playing, hopefully keep winning games. Yeah, talk a little about your team's hot start because you're off to a 10-2 and record. You're leading Atlanta hockey. I guess what's been the key to your team's success so far this season? Yeah, we got... Well, up and down our lineup right now, guys are scoring, so that makes it a lot easier. And then, obviously, we have great goaltending and Tommy Scarfone right now. And then we even got Colby Matthews backing up as well, which is insanely uh, to think about. Like, you have two really good starting goalies to do that for us night in and night out. And then, yeah, we're having a lot of guys scoring, which is really beneficial and just great kind of team chemistry, which is nice. And you yourself, you've improved a lot this season compared to your freshman year. You already have 14 points. So I guess what's been the biggest improvement you've made to your game this year? Uh, well, I got strong over the offseason, which is huge, and kind of uh, ability to get a little bit more skating ability throughout my game and opening up chances and stuff like that. And then also our power play has been doing really, really well, so I can attest a lot of my uh, points to that one, honestly. You got guys scoring automatically on that one, so it's pretty easy when you give it to some guy and no one's going to end up in the back of the net, so it's good. And obviously something I've noticed about your team, and this is just sort of an outside perspective view, is how well your team plays at home. Uh, you guys apparently have one of the best student sections in the country, according to some of your fans. So I'm curious from a player's perspective, talk about the student section and playing at Gene Paulselli Arena because it looks really cool. I've never been there before, but it seems like it's brand new from just what I've seen so far. Yeah, well, we're blessed here. We got a really nice uh, facility. Like, I'm in the training room right now, just hanging out. So it's kind of nice. So you got everything you kind of want within a facility. And then our fans start over the top. Like, they're night and day, dedicated. They know everything. They follow it. They're diehards. They get into other teams' heads. They're people who come here and play like buddies on other teams. They're like, you have some of the best fans we've ever seen in my life. And from what I've seen, too, they're amazing like they get up they give us some energy they're always doing something they set up their own nights or whatever like they did a whiteout last weekend they're they're insane and i love every second of it and playing in the gene is just the best thing i can attribute a lot of our success to those guys and uh just the guys playing well so it's really cool what's the best uh, student section chant you've heard uh, so far uh, it would probably be when uh, we score, and I don't really want to chant it because I <laughs> keep shouting, uh, you suck to the other team's goalies. But hearing that, and then we got a bell up there, and they get really loud for it, so it's really cool to hear. A, if you score, if you're a part of it, your name get chanted by them. And then B, just they get really after it in intensity, so it's cool. Any specific chance uh, for yourself besides, obviously, after you score goals, like um, anything that rhymes with Wilkie, or uh, they haven't come up with anything yet? Uh, sometimes like, I don't even know all of their chants, so I don't know if they have anything for it. Uh, yeah, no, they don't got anything to go with my name as of right now. I know of, so maybe they'll find something out, but who knows? I don't know. You, they still got some time left, but if they're listening to this, uh, you got to figure out something in the next uh, two and a half years. So, 
Um, yeah. But I kind of want to transition now and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and work all the way up to where you are today. I'm in college. So uh, just doing some research on yourself. It says that you're from Calgary, Alberta. Uh, so talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Uh, yeah, well, I have uh, my dad and my mom both grew up in like hockey families. My dad played uh, club hockey in the States when he was growing up. So he's obviously a big fan of it. My mom, brothers all played. Uh, they all played university, if not higher than that as well. So it's kind of ingrained in my family, kind of sort of sort. But I just loved hockey from the start, picked up a stick and played, obviously, as you would going through your minor hockey days. And then went to Quadrant a couple of years, double A, then went to triple A, then went over to the Academy League, played for IHA for two years. And then, yeah, after that, I went over to uh, the VCHL from there. And from there, now I'm here and not regretting any decisions I made throughout the time. Did you have a favorite player growing up? I'm assuming it was um, a guy on the flames, like a Ginla, but it could be someone else. A lot of players say that they like watching players from other teams that they uh, um, from cities outside. They grew up where they grew up. Yeah. Um, yeah. My favorite team is Chicago, uh, but I do like the flames as well, but if Chicago is in town, I would be cheering for them. They're my favorite team and favorite player would be Jonathan Tage from them. How'd you become a Blackhawks fan? Uh, my family was lucky enough to go to a world junior uh, or a world championship or world juniors. One of them, I don't really remember when I was younger and uh, I met him. And then obviously just the brief interaction I had with him. And then the following year in the world juniors, when he scored all his goals in the shootout, I just kind of dedicated like wherever you went to be my favorite team. Uh, I don't know why I chose that or decided it, but something about it. He was just my favorite player at the time. And then he obviously was in Chicago. So kind of at heart, followed him along. That's awesome. It must have been nice to watch him win uh, three Stanley Cups, too. Yeah, some people would say I was a bandwagon for that one, but I definitely was greatly appreciative of that. Now, before college hockey, like you mentioned, you played in the BCHL for the Chilliwack Chiefs and the West Kelowna Warriors. So I'm curious how you got the opportunity to play in the British Columbia Hockey League. Yeah, so when I played in the Academy League, obviously we did a bunch of uh, – visits out or showcases out in the uh, BC area just because that's where a bunch of other academies were at the time and from there Chilliwack noticed me and uh, Maloney and them thought I was worthy of making a roster and then just kind of conversation from there ended up happening and then they offered me a spot after my 18-year-old year in midget and I kind of took it I always wanted to go to the BCHL so when they offered me I was pretty ecstatic especially with them hosting the RBC at the time so it was cool. Yeah and talk about how did the BCHL help prepare you for college hockey? Like what were some skills that you learned in that league that you've been using today to your advantage? Uh, well, it's a really deep league. And I'll be honest with you, like my rookie year was definitely a step up from junior. Like he always had to get bigger and stronger and they kind of ingrained that lifestyle into you within. They try to embrace the best they can when I was there, at least uh, the college uh, thing where you play on the weekends and you're lifting in the week. So that was good kind of got that idea in there. And then obviously look at the league. They have so many uh, college players. So every guy you played basically there was going to a college in the division one area. And they obviously had top end players as well, like they still do. So playing those guys really helped me learn that stuff. And then the depth of their lineups was, you always had a battle to get into the roster. So it's just kind of a, kind of that humbling experience where you know, like, hey, you still have to work, like just because you're here, you're not the guy anymore you still have to make some improvements and work on your game 
Who are some of the top players you got to play with when you were with uh, Kelowna and Chilwack? Uh, well, I played with a bunch. Uh, a couple guys I was really close with were uh, Kevin Wall, uh, Harrison Blaisdell. Those guys were both drafted after my 18-year-old year in Chilliwack, so those guys are really good. Uh, those are just a couple guys to stand out. And then obviously I played with a guy named Matt Steinberg in West Kelowna during the COVID year. He came back for a bit of school. He was a, another NHL draft pick, but those are just the guys that I know are with NHL teams or drafted by him and have all those uh, attributes behind them. But I can't really say any of the guys I played with weren't great players. They all helped me out a bunch and they're really good guys of the way from the ice as well. So it was good. What's like the best memory you have um, in the BCHL when you think back to it today? Because obviously it was sort of a crazy season that you had to deal with it with COVID and all that stuff. So I'm curious, like when you think back to it now, like what's like the best memory you have? Uh, off the ice, you can't really name one. I have a certain number of them. Played with a bunch of great guys. I was really fortunate with that. Never really had any issues within that kind of aspect of it. So a bunch there. But on the ice, uh, like you said, COVID year kind of put a little bit of a damper on that one. So there wasn't much coming out of that. Just a lot of bonding and improving. Uh, my rookie year, though, when uh, in Chilliwack, when we clinched first place in the entire league for the regular season, was probably my highlight. That was a really cool, really cool experience to be a part of. Now talk about your recruitment process to RIT. What was that like and what made RIT the school for you versus other ones you might've looked at? Uh, yeah. So I got recruited my 20 year in junior and that was obviously during COVID as well. So you couldn't come down and visit anyone. So there's a bunch of like zoom calls with people interested here and there. And then obviously with COVID, you didn't know what was going on with a lot of rosters guys are coming back or not. So, uh, RIT was quick on me and uh, they made a couple of decisions. They include my family, which I thought was really important. And then, like I said earlier, they have some of the best fans and facilities around. So I looked at it and they had, had an opportunity for me to come play in when I first came in, but still had to earn it. But they just had that and I just felt really comfortable. It's felt it kind of felt like a good place and good fit for myself and liked everyone that was a part of the process. And yeah, I decided to come here and I haven't regretted that decision at all. Is it weird, like, uh, when you're getting recruited, like, looking at the stuff through a computer and, like, how do you make that decision, I guess, knowing what you have to sort of, like, think about what it's going to be like not actually seeing it? Because that must be tough. Oh, yeah, it's obviously tough. And, like, like I said, my first time on campus when I was committed here and I was going in for my first day of classes. So didn't really know much, but I was really lucky. I knew the goalie here before, Logan Jacket, and then one of our current goalies as well, Daniel Chenard, I played with him in Chilliwack, so. Those guys gave me a little bit of insight and told me all about it. And thankfully they pointed me in the right direction. I'm here. Now, what was like the biggest adjustment you had to make uh, to college hockey was the speed of the game, the physicality, uh, like what stood out to you the most and like, how did you adjust to it? I would just say the size of guys, like being a 20 year old and junior, I was obviously a lot bigger than some guys. Like I was playing against 16 year olds and then coming into college, I was playing against like 24 or 25 year olds who are full grown men at that point and they're a lot bigger and stronger than me like I said but that was the biggest shift I had and uh then obviously like wherever you go anytime you move up in hockey the speed's gonna get faster you gotta make decisions quicker if you have a chance to score you gotta do it everyone's just that much better and that was the biggest shift and then yeah just learning situations uh when to do stuff and when not to it's kind of another shift like when you wanted to pull a move or when you wanted to just have to protect the puck and that kind of stuff so it was good now talk about uh, your freshman year a little bit. Obviously your team had a really good season, but unfortunately you came up short. 
against Air Force in the Atlantic Hockey semifinals. So I guess how have you used that game as motivation for this season and uh, just talk about your experience overall as a freshman? I, I had a really good freshman year, like I said, and ups and downs throughout our team all the way throughout the year. And like you said, we didn't finish how we wanted to and we had a really good group as well. And that game kind of fueled a lot of the returners or every guy coming back this year to not want to have that again. We want to be that team uh, who wins it at the end of the year and always obviously. And then with the championships now being a home game too, we want to have it here at Gene Policini and have our fans a part of it as well. But uh, yeah, I was really blessed. I played with spectacular players like all the way through my lineup. I got blessed with Grady Hobbs over there as one of my line mates last year. I really chemed with him and Jake Hamaker. Uh, and then, yeah, we just had really good players. It was kind of easy for me at times when those guys were having their days because I didn't really have to do much for them. They took it upon themselves and really taught me a lot of stuff. So it was good. Do you like that idea of playing the championship game at a home rink versus a neutral site? Because I feel like there's arguments for and against it, but I'm curious how, how you view that. Oh, yeah. Obviously, it adds a little incentive to wanting to have it at your home rink. And obviously, for us, like we have that almost home ice advantage with our fans here and stuff like that. And I just think it'd be, I think it's honestly a cooler environment for it. I'm all for it. Uh, with or against us either way but uh it just involves people and i feel like the crowds get a little bigger and exemplify more of that top uh like this is what you earned like through your regular season play you deserve to have this just kind of like the nhl does it and all that stuff so that was cool to have and yeah ideally you want to have it here and win after it so it'd be good I will say this, though, if like you went out on the road, that's got to be like a cool experience to like be the villain versus being the good guy. I don't know if you ever think about it that way. Yeah, it definitely does pop in my head. But right now, my thought process is keep winning and make sure it's here. Now, talk about what it's like playing in Atlanta hockey, because it's I feel like a conference that gets too disrespected sometimes. But you play some really good teams every single weekend. So what's it like uh, being a player in this conference? Uh. Well, I can't really speak to other conferences much because I don't play in them, obviously. And only just play them in ex- or out of conference games, so you don't really know too much about their actual rivalry games and all that stuff. But I can say here, we every team's good, obviously. Like, you're going to play deep squads, and every night's, like, a possibility to lose, and you don't want to uh, lose an opportunity like that or not come out prepared for a game because any night the team could take advantage of us easily. And we might not have the top prospects or whatever, and, like you said, we might not get looked at the same way, but every guy in here is, all has the same ambition to make it somewhere in professional hockey and go from there. But I like the conference. It's hard, gritty, and you got to work for everything you have here, so it's good. What's your favorite road arena to play in in Atlanta hockey? I'd say uh, Niagara because our fans make it out there, and they almost make it like a home game for us again, so it's cool. How far is it from Rochester? That must be like – it feel like it's an easy drive since it's in New York, but I could be mistaken on that. I think it's only like a 45 to an hour drive. So they awesome. they definitely, our corner crew is dedicated that way and they make it out there. They have an ongoing joke that that rank is our second rank or whatever <laughs> it is. So it's good. That's awesome. Well, we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment. We're asking five non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. So first one is uh, what type of music uh, do you like to listen to before a game? I'm not really the music guy. I don't really throw on headphones or anything like that. I like to socialize, but uh, Sazach throws on a good little mixture of our student manager, Sazach. I didn't really clarify that, but uh, he throws on a good mix of rap, 
uh, like techno kind of like mixes and stuff like that. So don't mind what he's throwing on right now. I kind of like it. Who's the funniest on the team? Oh, funniest. I'd have to go with either Grady Hobbs always gets a laugh out of me and Aiden Hans Bukata always make me chuckle. So it's good guys. Oh, who has the best style on the team? Like who's walking into the arena and you're like, dang, that's a really good, um, good suit. A uh, suit style. Wow. Um, a couple of guys have some good ones. Tanner Andrews got good style off the ice with his suits. Daniel Chenard pulls off some nice ones as well. And Koya Scossi's got some hidden gems that he pulls out, which are nice. Nice, nice. Now, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, uh, who would it be and why? Oh, wow. Um, I think here I'd, I'd probably just go Michael Jordan. The guy's just dynamic and elite, so it'd be kind of cool to sit down with him and see what it's like from a basketball kind of standpoint instead and just see a different sport. Obviously, it's Michael Jordan, so it'd be kind of cool. And then last non-hockey question is, uh, if you could travel anywhere in the world uh, that you haven't been to, where would that be? I'd say New Zealand. I kind of want to go out there. It's a cool spot, I feel like, and got some interesting uh, things as well. I'm a big rugby fan, so I'd like to see the All Blacks play. Now, getting back to some hockey questions now, one thing that I found interesting is you got to, to, to participate in Calgary Flames Development Camp. Um, how cool was it getting the invite for that and talk about your experience there? Yeah, well, obviously being from Calgary, it's kind of a surreal thing. I go to their games since I was a child, so it's kind of cool to be associated with them, that kind of aspect of it. And it's definitely a different step from there. Uh, they're very into it. They're obviously a professional club, and they want to make sure they get the right guys. So it's definitely a hard hard camp, hard fitness testing, all that stuff. And the game was a bunch of skilled players. So it was kind of cool to see where you rank among these guys and their prospects and see where you kind of stand. And it's kind of a surreal thing. I just try to take it all in as best as I could, learn as much as I could and take my knowledge back. And hopefully I've been showing enough stuff now, earn another invite back or something like that to be cool. What was like the coolest thing you got to do like off the ice? Because I know every development camp, they, the team tries to do something cool within the community. So I'm curious if you guys got to do anything interesting. Yeah, with a bunch of the uh, Flames alumni that are still in Calgary, we played a big softball game with them. So it was kind of cool. You kind of had uh, the conversations with some of their alumni and obviously being from Calgary, it made it a little easier knowing them, like watching them play a couple before and then uh, mutual friends within them as well. So it was kind of cool feeling that way and that, they just talked to us like we we're regular people. So it's kind of cool seeing a guy you've watched and like scream for on the ice to score a goal or something like that and just sit down next to him and have a simple conversation. It was really cool. Who was the best uh, softball player? I feel like you had, you were probably up there. Uh, I don't even, uh, I believe it was Rhett Reinhardt. Like I hit a couple of dingers there. So it was good. That's awesome. Well, my one of my last questions I want to ask you, Carter, is what advice would you give a younger player that's listening to this podcast? That like, what advice would you give them on how to pursue a career in hockey if they're like juniors or trying to figure out a way in juniors? I'm curious. I like to ask every player this question just so if any younger listeners are listening, like things that they can do to I guess help improve their game to get to where you might be today. I would just say stick to yourself. Like. Uh, if you're not a goal scorer, don't like attempt to be that kind of guy. Obviously, like you can work on it and add that up to, to your game. But looking at the NHL, every guy is not a goal scorer there. Every guy is not the star of the team. So if you have a certain role within your game, uh, stick with it and work on it as best you can. And obviously add everything else because if you can, you do it as best you can. But uh, yeah, just stick to yourself and 
yeah, just use the people around you. It's the best offer the information I can get. There's no point trying to do it all by yourself. And uh, that means like on and off the ice, if you can get help from a coach to get to another team or get some information from and use it. If your teammates see something on the ice, you don't like obviously use that and then stay close to whoever you have and just trust that kind of it's a long process and definitely not all smooth sailing. I can attest to that. It's ups and downs. It's heartbreak here and there or whatever, but you got to, if you stick to it and you kind of keep your nose to the grindstone, you'll be able to get through it. What's the best part about being a RIT hockey player? Uh, the community around us, like everything involved with them. We have a great community of people within the team and within our like uh, culture here within like coaching staff, trainers, everyone like that. They're all really good. And then our fans are the, I would say the best in the nation I've seen. So I would definitely put that part, like our culture here is definitely one of the best part of our RIT. And we're trying to bring back a winning culture here. So hopefully we can do that. Now, obviously by the time this gets released, you guys have a series against Princeton. I'm curious, like, what's it like preparing for a non-conference team like that? And how excited are you for that series? Well, yeah, every game is exciting in college hockey. You only play a limited amount of them, and it's on weekends, and it's honestly the time you get a whole lot of fun, like during a week, prepare all the same. Uh, but, yeah, for them, we're preparing the same way as we would for Sacred Heart a couple of weeks ago. It's We're in there to win non-conference matters and uh, our polling situation, so we don't want to lose any games. And obviously being at home, we want to do as best as we can. So we're going to prepare the exact same way as we would any other team and go from there. Now, do you have any shout-outs you want to give, Carter, to any of your teammates, past teammates, family members, friends? Uh, feel free to give them a shout-out now. I'll shout-out my family, obviously my mom and my dad, and then my two brothers. I'll give them a nice little shout-out, and then I'll shout-out the corner crew here. They'll probably love it, so it's nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carter, for taking time out of your day and coming on the podcast. I truly appreciate it. Hopefully, I'll get the chance to see you play in person at the end of January when you guys visit Holy Cross, but... Uh, take care and stay safe. And thank you so much uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thank you. One step forward and another back. I will never try to fool you. I'm one heartbeat away from going mad. Go and you look like that. Closer, I'ma get closer to you, yeah, got me, baby